Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Curtelli, and as always, I am here with Mr. Luca Moya. Buddy, how you doing? How's your week been? It's been a good week. It's been a real good week. I uh, got to see the... I'm going to talk about this, but I got to see the future quarterback of the Patriots play. Um, you know, that's always good. Moving on from Tom Brady, unfortunately, still not over that. But listen, Jays are rolling. I'm pumped. Summer is actually, man, like it's August. It's like middle of August, bro. Like, well, I don't even know where the summer went. Summer is it's like it's practically gone, over. It's back to we're like it's be... getting it's getting darker like eight o'clock now. Yeah, like, we're practically... it's like crazy. next week we might be in uh, one foot of snow soon, so we might get bust oh. out those shovels uh, soon. I, I I I'm gonna miss summer. I I wish uh, in Canada was a little longer. I know. I don't even know where it went, bro. Like I uh, feel like the Euros were just starting, and that mm-hmm. was like beginning of June. And now we're August. We got two weeks left in August. Tough one, boys. Tough one. It's going to be Halloween next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, before we get started here, we got to get an FC heavy update. Uh, Oh, yes, sir. You told me a little bit about it before the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let everybody know what happened this past Sunday with FC heavy. Big dub. Big dub for the boys. Five nothing. Uh, You you know, you love to see those. After a 10-1 thrashing uh, last week, we got my oh five nothing. I got myself a goal. It was one of those scrappy goals, though, like one of those FIFA goals where it's really not supposed to go in, but it did. Taking a corner kick, hit off like five guys. I don't even know if they count own goals. It probably wasn't own goal, but I'm going to take it because <laughs> the ref asked me uh, who scored, and I just said me. So exactly, <laughs> I think I, I think a goal's I got a goal. The score, I got on the score sheet. Goal. Yeah, got the confidence back up, and we're rolling right now. Hopefully, we can keep it up. But yeah, that's the update for FC Heavy this week. Uh, tune in next week, nine o'clock <laughs> Sundays. <laughs> got to get that advertising out. Uh, mm-hmm. Every week we got to talk about the Blue Jays. Obviously, they're in the in the middle of a playoff race. Uh, they were just on the West Coast in LA, and then in Seattle, they went two and four in LA. They went one and three in Seattle. I want to talk about a, a little bit uh, with the Ryu game. So Hinjin Ryu has been up and down all season. Um, he was pitching pretty well uh, in his last start in Seattle. Eighty nine pitches. Then Charlie Montoyo takes him out. Richards comes in and then the floodgates open. I think the Jays ended up losing like 9-2 or something like that in that game. Here's a question for you. Are you more, if you were a manager of a a baseball team, are you more of a stats guy or a feel guy uh, when it comes to pitching or guys in the, putting guys in the lineup? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like, like during the game, I feel like it's more like a feel thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but before the game, probably like when you're looking at uh, lineups and things like that, I think you probably should go based off of the stats. But at the same time, like if you got a red hot guy, like hitting like I don't know 500 in the last 25 games, let's just say or something mm-hmm. crazy like that, like I really don't care who's on the mound at that point if that makes sense. But during the game, I hate, and I, I've said this before, I hate when guys just get pulled because. They, you know, they've let two base runners on and they got two outs. Let's put, let's pull them. Let's put someone else. Like, man, like let them finish the inning. Like, let's see what they got. Like for me, I, I like that um, because not only does it like ruin the confidence of that pitcher, <laughs> if your buddy comes in and lets the runs, so it goes against his ERA anyway. Exactly. So let him at least get out of the, you know, the crap that he kind of put himself into. So that in that way, I hate it. But throughout the game, I think I'm more of like a field guy. Like I, 
I kind of like, like, like to see how it's going, see who's confident, who's not when they come into the dugout and things like that. But baseball's all analytics, man. Like, I feel like there are a lot of old school managers in the league and they go based off analytics. Is it right? Is it wrong? It's kind of like what you think, but at the end of the day, old cliche, that saying, but you got the best team. You're probably going to win if you got a guy, a bunch of guys hitting 300. So exactly. Yeah, I'd say it's a mixture of both, uh, really, depending on how the game is going. We saw when it came to the stats in the World Series when when uh, Kevin Cash took out uh, Blake yeah, Snell exactly. and ended up losing uh, the, the I think it was game six of the World Series, uh, ended up uh, going the other way for the Dodgers. So, yeah, I guess it's a mixture of both. But when you have a guy like Red Hot coming out of the bullpen, like he's been pitching great, or you have a guy hitting 500, like you said, you got to go more on the field and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I guess it's stats and feel, but I think based on how the game goes, you have to look at the stats. Like, like Adam Simber is not great against lefties and you don't want to put him in against three lefties coming up in the order because again, the stats are, are not good. Could he probably strike out all three or, or get all three out? Probably it could happen, but I think stats has really taken over major league baseball. And I think Charlie Montoya, as we've discussed, is more of a, a stats guy uh, mm-hmm. rather than a, a feel guy. Now talking to the more on the bullpen, it's been a storyline all season. Who do you, who has the most trust for you coming out of the pin? I don't it, know. It, it's a, yeah, it's a tough question because I would say Jordan Romano, but then, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think he's, he's the, the most trusted guy by Charlie because of he's your he's your eighth and ninth inning guy, and he like he only has ten saves this year. Like he's not like ha- doesn't have those big closer numbers. Um, and we've seen him in the past, like when it's like an eight run lead for the Jays, he gives up two home runs. Yeah, you know what I like mean. An, like, what if it's and, three like, two yeah. or five three in in like, the ninth yeah. inning, and he gives up two home runs or. He, even out of the bull, like it happened uh, in yesterday's game. They gave up two home runs in the eighth and the ninth. Like you got to lock down those games, especially like, yeah, you're up eight runs, you're up six runs, but come on, like get the outs, uh, make your pitches. And like, you can't have giving up bit like two run, three run home runs late in the game. No, I, I agree with you. Um, that, that, that's something that scares me a little, like kind of just like knows he has a big lead. So mm-hmm. kind of just starts doing some crazy stuff and man, you're never out of it in baseball. Like you, you really aren't because the game can change in one swing. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's not give guys confidence and then, you know, screw up the game. And then like, I think it was at what, like eight and nothing or something like that. It ended up like eight, six. Yeah. Couple, it was like eight, six couple or something. Weeks, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Like it was, it was a joke. Uh, I will tell you though. I, I, I did think Brad hand would have been a good pickup. He's kind of been okay. Um, I, I would like to see him, you know, cause he was a really good um relief pitcher you know back in the day so I, i'm still holding on to that richards again had a rough night against the mariners i i kind of like him coming out of the pen also one guy who's been just falling and i don't know what's going on with him is the least like i i honestly i don't know where he's gone like he mm-hmm. was he was i'm not gonna say he was you know i don't know <laughs> zach Britton or whatever like but fantastic he was, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna go there like batons is mm-hmm. on the Yankees couple of years ago but he was you know I, he, when he would come in i'd be like okay but you know he, he can get the outs and now i expect him to give up two hits <laughs> a yeah. couple runs to, i don't even think he got out of the inning no, he didn't even get out of the inning the, uh that game against seattle like 
can't happen, man. Can't happen. You're they're allowing they allowed seven runs in the last two three innings. Like you're not gonna win games. And the crazy thing is, Lucas, I didn't even know this until it was said on the broadcast. Toronto versus Seattle. Do you know the run differential? Toronto's 124 runs better. Wow. 124 runs better than Seattle, and they're tied or game. Game. Yeah, I think Toronto has like top three run differential in all of the league. And I, I also, if we're spitting out stats here, I just saw on, I think it was Twitter, it was said on the uh, on the tele, on Sportsnet that like in April the bullpen, uh, their ERA was was like two oh something or two something in April, May, June, July, August. It's been above four. You can't have that if you no. want to make the playoffs because, yeah, your starters can go six, seven innings. And the Blue Jays starters early on in the season, the May, uh, June, July, they weren't going seven innings. They weren't. They were going five. And you'd have to go deep in the bullpen. And I think that's where the Jays gave up a lot of games. That's why they're still seven and a half games back in the division and four and a half in the wild card. Like, if, if what ifs? If the Jays had a better bullpen at the start of the year, we wouldn't be in this situation, obviously, but that all comes down uh, to what ifs. A bright spot in their lineup also is the depth that they have. You could argue this is one of the deepest or is the deepest Blue Jays lineup we've seen from this team. Uh, you want to make comparisons to the 2015 team, but still you had that that top of the lineup, but really the bottom of the order. You had Goins, Pilar, uh, Russell Martin really didn't hit the cover off the ball while he was with the Blue Jays, but mm-hmm. – one guy that struck my eye, and I was having this conversation with uh, with Andrew, and he, every time we watch the Jays together, Andrew Danopoulos, the, uh, the guy everybody uh, loves on the show. <laughs> yeah. Espinal. He loves Espinal, Espinal at third base. He gets it done defensively, and he's hitting like 299, 29, uh, 295. Uh, I know he doesn't have as many at-bats because he plays a platoon at third base, Biggio, all season. Um and what's his name? Oh, Valera, uh, Valera coming in at third base uh, uh, recently. So he d- doesn't really have the at-bats at like a Vladdy or a, Bich- a Bichette had. But if he's hitting 299, uh, he had three hits on Sunday. Like uh, I, he's getting it done. Do you see him as the future uh, at third base if he can keep his average maybe above 270, 280? Because they're all – Groshans is in our system as well. And plus we are also making – because we were playing Seattle – Kyle Seeger, huh. a trade for Kyle Seeger, or when it like down the line, veteran third baseman, left-handed bat. I know he doesn't have the average, but he has 27 bombs in the season. Like I'll, I'll take the 27 bombs every year, 30 bombs a year if he's only hitting 215, 220, and he's a veteran third baseman that you can trust. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we kind of have the long ball. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I get what you're saying. I mean, 27 home runs, 27 home runs, but. It was kind of like in 2015, like you brought this up a couple weeks ago. Like that was just a pure long ball and that's it. Yeah. Like they weren't, they, they didn't play small ball. I feel like this team can play small ball and they could play the long ball also. Like they're leading the league in home runs. Yeah. That's crazy so, too. Yeah. And they, they're on base percentages, like sixth in the league. Like it's, it, it's really good. So, I mean, it depends what we have to give up for him. Like Biggio, like. Honestly, I, I'd start Espinal for the rest of the year. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Get to Valera, like but Valera hasn't been doing bad as much no, as, as much as he's no, inexperienced. No. But he, yeah. he he's the games I've watched him. The game I was at uh, uh, last week, um, 
he was hitting he had big hits in clutch situations at the bottom yeah. of the lineup he turns it over to the springers the vladdies the bichettes and and they get it done at the bottom of the order that's why i i, I like espinal there he gets it done defensively which the jays need mm-hmm. and yeah, I have no problem with them. But Seager, left-handed bat, and we were we were talking about where would you implant the Seager in your lineup? You know what I mean? Yeah, you I can't put him one to either. five. You can't no, because you like, can't. but then it's right-handed heavy one to five, and then you have all lefties at the bottom. Like it's but it's the hard thing to... is with a guy like Seager, you put him at the bottom of the lineup, but you want him to get on base so the big guys can mm-hmm. drive you in. He's exactly. not gonna do that. He's not gonna do that. Like he he he's like a pure cleanup, like Edwin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not going to hit for average. No, he's going to hit for bombs so, and RBIs. B- bottom of the lineup, what good is that going to do, really? Mm-hmm. Bottom of the lineup. Like, okay, fine. Like, 27 home runs is good. But it's just, if they can get this damn bullpen figured out, like. Yeah, that's some- the big problem. It's the bullpen. Yeah. Because if, if your team is leading the league in runs scored, home runs, on <laughs> base percentage, like, top of the league in that category, and you're still fourth in your division, and four games out of a wild card, joke. It, it, it's a big problem. So the Jays have an easier schedule coming up. They got Detroit. They got six games against Detroit coming up. They got the White Sox, who are a beatable team. A uh, couple series against the Orioles. Uh, the month of September is going to be tough with the uh, with the Rays and Yankees. A couple Rays and Yankees series. But if it comes down to it, I, I was looking at the schedule. Their final series is against the Baltimore Orioles. So if it comes down to they got to win. Uh, two games or three games uh, to get into the playoffs, uh, they have a pretty good chance to do that. You said it at the top of the show, NFL preseason started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're excited for the rookie QBs. Let's just list off a couple of the, the big names. Jordan Love for the Green Bay Packers, 12-17 and 17 for 122 yards and one touchdown. Justin Fields, which uh, there's been a lot of questions if he's going to get the starting role, 14 for 20, 142 yards, one TD. Trey Lance. Or there again, more questions. Can he be the starter in, in San Francisco? Is he going to take Jimmy Garoppolo's spot? Four, five for 14, 128 yards, one touchdown. And then your boy, Mac Jones, 13 for 19, 87 yards, no touchdown. So let's start with the Patriots here. Cam Newton had a pretty good game. Is it Cam Newton's job to lose? Like, do you yeah. think he, he will be the starter throughout the year? I think Mac Jones won't start by beating out Cam. It'll be by Cam losing the job, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I, I like what I saw from Cam, but, man, when you go 13 for 19 and you don't even eclipse 100 yards, it's a lot of dink and dunks, a lot of quick passes, not a lot of, you know, pushing the ball down the field. And, and he had a couple of good throws. I mean, one of the receivers dropped um, a touchdown. It was, it was a great throw, um, but doesn't have the throw power. Okay, quick release. Love the quick release, but sometimes it feels like it takes an hour just to get there. So it's a, it's a, it's like a give and take kind of thing. The offensive line should be good, good enough, but he had great receivers on Alabama. <laughs> Pats don't have that many of good receivers. Like they really don't. They don't even have a true number one. So I like Mac Jones. I think Cam's going to start. Everyone said he had a bad year, and yeah, he he didn't really have one of the greatest seasons, but. Another year in this offense, uh, he got COVID, you know, halfway through the year last year, beginning of the year, ever since then, he kind of like went downhill. So I think another year with this team having preseason, having training camps, I think Cam's going to be doing just fine. 
we'll see what happens. They got two big tight ends. Cam loves throwing to big body guys. He did it really well in Carolina. Hopefully he could do it here. So we'll see. But Mac Jones, do I think we'll see him this year? I think Cam's on a shorter leash than he was last year because he got pulled in a couple games last year. If he starts to play bad, I think Mac could be the starter. I just remember the days back in uh, in CSM when you were you were raving about uh, uh, Stidham coming in and being the future. <laughs> of the I was past. like Stiddy, St- <laughs> no, because at that point he was number one on the depth chart, and I, was, <laughs> I had to I had to ride with him. So I'm like Stiddy, baby. They, you Stiddy. told everyone that would listen that that Stidham would be the guy to take the Pats yeah. back to the promised land. He was yeah. under Brady for all this time. This guy he knows what to do, and now they have Newton. And, and Mac Jones uh, as QB1 and QB2. It was funny. I, I honestly, I didn't even watch anything of Stidham. I was just like, screw it. I'm on the Stiddy train. <laughs> You're on the Stiddy train. <laughs> With no information, no nothing. The fact that Belichick even gave him a nickname, like that's good enough for me. Gave him a nickname. <laughs> means he likes the guy. He, he trusts he likes him. him. Steady, steady for, for the future. Mm-hmm. From what I read and what I heard today about Mac Jones, he was throwing with a lot of confidence. Like it's his first yeah. NFL game. Like, yeah, it's in preseason, but still there's the nerves there. Uh, the offense, it's just through training camp. Like I'm sure if he had uh, a lot more reps with the offense, it, it would be different for like first time in an NFL game. I w- I'm not reading a lot into these, like for in, sure. into these games a lot. Uh, Trey Lance. Uh, five for 14. He had that one big throw. Uh, I forget to, I saw it on Instagram. He had that one big play. Do you really think he's going to be like the number one QB in San Francisco? Like, like everybody keeps saying Jimmy Garoppolo is out and this guy is the, he's coming in this year. Like, I I just can't see it. I can't see it. The kid's too young and Jimmy Garoppolo is too experienced, especially with San Francisco who went to the Super Bowl, had an off year last year with all those injuries. Now that your team's back fully healthy, do you really want a rookie QB coming in and and, and leading your offense? Or do you want more of a seasoned guy like Garoppolo uh, trying to run it back for another Super Bowl run? Yeah, I think they're going to start with Garoppolo. Um, it's unfortunate. I hope this doesn't happen, but Garoppolo does have some injury history. So hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but you, you got to think about these kind of things. Like if you're looking at the facts, Garoppolo is going to get hurt. If you're looking at the facts and when you, you look at a guy like that in the position that he plays, you're going to have to have a good backup. And they took Trey Lance number three overall. Yeah. So they traded up for him. So they obviously see some potential, crazy athlete. I think anybody could, you know, do very good in this Kyle Shanahan offense. But, I mean, time will tell. Time will, It's a preseason 5-14, for 14, not the greatest stat line, but you saw the talent with that big throw and crazy arm. Give him a little bit more time. Like, I think he's only like 20, 21. Like, <laughs> played in D2, mm-hmm. right? So give him some time. I trust four Niners to make it work, but if I'm them, yeah, I'm starting with Garoppolo. And I think they've said that they're going to go with Garoppolo um, to start the year, just like Chicago, Chicago, on the other hand, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting into that right now. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson made their debuts They're I think are the for sure starters. Yeah. Just because the teams that they're on. Yeah. Perspective teams are going to start. So, and you just mentioned it, Justin Fields, like Andy Dalton is the next QB up. Like, I, I personally, I think they should just go with Justin Fields. Like the, this team, their, their defense is one of the best in the league. Like they have the guys to, to get it done on the defensive end. Justin Fields is their guy. They got Justin Fields. 
I think he's got to be QB one come week one. I feel like they're trying to take the Kansas city approach, like how they had Mahomes sit all year under Alex Smith. And then he just took over the league and that's why he's so good. Well, Alex Smith, like before injury compared to Andy Dalton, for me, it's night and day. Like Alex Smith, exactly. is clearly better, clearly, clearly better. better, like 100% better. And Justin Fields, you saw he had two touchdowns, one running the football, one throwing the ball. I've, you know me on Justin Fields. Like he, he, he was just, he's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Start the kid, start him. I don't care about no Andy Dalton. Oh, you want to ease him into it? I get the easing into him part, but when he's just clearly better and he's clearly the guy, you start him from day one because he gives you a better chance to play. It does, why wait until week seven? Let's just say when you're maybe four and three and have to have him save the season when potentially you go high risk, high reward, and maybe. You know, halfway through the year, you're like five and two or something. Yeah. Six and one. I don't know. That's a little crazy. But I'm just saying, start them. Get as much This Bears team is a playoff team. I think so. If they have the the right right QB uh, leading the charge. And I think Justin Fields, like like you said, high risk, high reward. You you see what this kid's got. He's either going to take you uh, to the playoffs or he's going to bomb this season. And then you got to start all over again. Why waste another year of everybody on your team getting older? Like Exactly. If you understand. have the team right now, and this kid is showing that he he can play and he can play with the big boys, you got to start him. I agree. I, I, I think they should start Jeff him. Jeff Wall is going to be very very excited. Justin Fields behind oh, yeah. center, week one. That's our take. Um, couple couple questions around the league. Uh, not questions, just storylines. We'll just talk about as we wrap up the show here. Um, did you watch the Field of Dreams game? No, I saw the highlights. Though. You saw the highlights. Crazy game. Crazy game. Love the the whole setup they had there. Um, Do you think, because of we all know the story around Major League Baseball, baseball is boring, and it takes a special kind of sports fan, and you got to really love baseball to watch baseball. Uh, They try to do more things with with the seven-inning doubleheaders, the runner starting on second in in extras. Uh, You're only allowed six mound visits to speed up the game. Do you think more specialty games like this um, could attract more viewers to the Major League Baseball? Maybe, it, but it's not like it's not like you know. It's, it's not like a Winter Classic or a game well, in London, like yeah. in the NFL. Like, but it's still baseball. Like, no matter what you do, it's it's still the sport. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is why I said like I think the NBA is the most exciting. It could be probably the most exciting league because their All Star Weekend is just phenomenal, and you have you know different types of things, you know different types of of stuff going on. Like they want to do an in season tournament. Okay, that, that that I think would be stupid. But they're always trying to do something. Baseball, you, just because you're moving locations, it's still baseball. Mm-hmm. It's still the game. Like I don't think people saying. Okay, I see a stadium, or I see, or I, I see cornfield. Like they're gonna be like, oh, okay, now let's watch. Probably not. But if yeah. maybe if you implemented something other than the home run derby, maybe so, I don't know what it could be. Maybe, maybe like uh, I don't know. What if they had a challenge where they had everybody in the outfield and you have to hit home, and you see like guys have these crazy arms, or you, you just do like like how we do when we go to baseball. You just do a grounders challenge and you have a gun. And it gets faster every single time to see if people can, I don't know, something crazy like that. Just to change things up because baseball is baseball. It's not going to change. It's not that that's just how it is. Either you like it or you don't. 
I like so that. So changing, take. I like that. Changing take. locations aren't going to change anything. I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know. Like I think more specialty, like to grow the game. I think it's a great idea. Like playing a, a season series in the Dominican Republic, where pretty much uh, the majority yeah, of baseball be- players are Dominican. The best, mm-hmm. the better baseball players are Dominican. You know, you know what I mean. Or I was re, I was reading up on this, like more uh, like a, a Hall of Fame game in Cooperstown. I forget the name of the field, but there's a field there and it's like a, an old field or playing at like just vintage fields. You know what, you know what I mean? Like the yeah, Jays going to Montreal and, and playing a series rather than two preseason, uh, two spring training games. You know what I mean? I know yep. COVID and all that I'm saying for the future. And, and you actually brought up a great point. Like it's baseball. And I, I didn't really think of like that. That could be the reason why it didn't work. Also like, it's also high risk, high reward is if you're going to build a stadium, like uh, a compatible stadium, because I think they had to do some improvements to make that field of dreams uh, stadium uh, to increase the stands and all and all that. If you're going to spend all that money and you don't really get the return in it, then I don't see like what what the what the positive is for uh, for Major League Baseball. But it would just be cool to see like just games played in a different stadium, maybe different jerseys. Uh, and, and you saw what the field of dreams game, it was an exciting game. The, the Yankees came back in the eighth inning, a lot of home runs. So I guess it just, maybe it brings out, uh, this, the, the gamemanship and all these players. And you, you have like big moments like the Stanton home run and all of that stuff. Stanley cup, Tampa Bay lightning are bringing it all over. They're getting their days with the Stanley cup. Uh, Alex Kalorn brought it to the bell center, which is kind of savage of him. Um, Matthew Joseph ate poutine out of it. My question to you, Luca, and I want to thank uh, my buddy Matt for this question because he he told me it today. Um, what would you eat out of the Stanley Cup or drink slash where would you bring it if you want it? Mm. Well, since I'm Italian, I think I'd probably put spaghetti in there. You're going to copy Alex Petrangelo. You got to change it up, buddy. Well, okay. What else are you gonna put? Okay, fine. I'll put I'll, I'll put a little fall soup in there. So I like soup. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever done that. The fall soup. I oh know. my oh. gosh! I full. came to your house that time to to do the pro uh, the the camera project. This guy downed soup. Oh, like soup. Soup is the best thing in the world, bro. I I would put soup in there honestly because you can't, you said I can't have pasta, man. And, and I didn't say you can't. I'm just saying it's been done. Well, before. I know. I, I, Who's eating poutine? Did you see all the gravy they were pouring on? Like, who eats poutine yeah, out of the Stanley Cup? Who eats full soup out of the Stanley Cup? I guess. Who Luca Moya That's does. Where would you bring it? Would, where would I bring it? <laughs> San Vito. <laughs> That's where I'm bringing it. <laughs> right on my street, baby. That's where I – oh, God, no. Maybe I'll go – Maybe I'll go a little Market Lane. I don't know. Market Lane, Stanley Never Cup. Turn it into a turn it into a hockey uh, zone, but I wouldn't want that because I love soccer as well. So I don't know. Like I'd probably like if if it were you, right? Like, would you plan like you know like these teams do like a parade mm-hmm. and they like they drive around in their bus? Like, would you drive around King <laughs> in a bus? Do you think people would come out to that? No, I, I, it has been like players in King have won it, like Alex Petrangelo, um, yeah. uh, Nick Boyton lived in Nobleton. Uh, he wasn't really a big name player, but he did win it with the Chicago Blackhawks. So he was at the arena and, and all that. So yeah. I, I don't, it's, it's a tough question, but like, I would like to do like, a, just like, I'd go out with it. Like just a big, like, like a club, like a big club yeah, night sure. with the Stanley cup. 
I and just like, like rent out a club and just like do crazy things with it. I'm sorry. I would dent it. I'd be the one to dent it the second time. I, I, I feel like I, like I didn't play hockey, but I feel like maybe like your home rink too would be pretty cool. Like where, where, like where you start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's like, you, you would have to do that. And it sucks. You only get one day with it. You know what oh, I mean? Like it? there's, I think it's like it's one day. day. Wow, you get a bad. day with the cup. Hmm. Or maybe it depends uh, on the type of player. Like if you're Steven Stamkos, maybe you get it longer. But if you're like the equipment manager, you get it for one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, he's lucky he even gets it for a couple hours. No, I'm kidding. Oh, he's on, pretty, no, he's pretty, no, he's pretty, pretty important. I'll be honest. They're pretty important. What I would eat out of it though. That's, that's a good question. See, you said, I feel like, boss. I feel like it'd have to be something that you have to eat in a bowl. You're not going to have burger and fries in there. No, you can't do that. No? You're right. It have to be like something that you would have to eat in a bowl, it's like pasta, like like poutine, like you know, like because it's so big, you have it in a bowl of soup, like I said. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like maybe ice cream. I don't know if you like ice cream that much. I'm lactose, Lou. Come on, buddy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh shit, so you really can't have that. <laughs> I'd probably just like have like one of my favorite foods is wings or something, and just throw like yeah. a big a big pot of wings in there. It would be pretty cool. So, yeah. All right. I just wanted to get your opinion on that because, like, yeah, yeah, it was a good question I heard today. That wraps it up, Luca. We uh, we kept it under uh, we kept it under thirty today. Wow, we're in the dog days of of summer. Really, right now is not much going on in sports. That's why we have to like ask these funny questions. And if you guys have any questions about sports, hot takes, like, just let us know. We'll talk about them, mm-hmm. give our opinion, and we'll try to come up with some more fun episodes uh, for you guys. Well. Uh, we're waiting for hockey and the Jays to make the playoffs and the Raptors to come back. And of course, NFL football. So we're going to try, try some different things coming up in the next coming weeks. Uh, you can listen to the L2 sports podcast on five different platforms. Here we go. If I can remember them all, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, pocket casts, and breaker as well. Wow. Link is always in our bio. Check us out on Instagram, L2 sports podcast, Lucas Cartelli 23 Luca Moya on Instagram. Check us out, everybody. Listen up. The boys are back. For Luca, I'm Lucas. Have a nice week.